please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast. Welcome to Episode 5 of Talking with Tigers, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast, a production of the Student Sports Media Production Program at Washita Baptist University. My name is Chris Babb. I'm the director of the Washita Sports Digital Network. We're proud to have the students of OSDN working with us throughout the school year and also some during the summer. One of those interviews that our students did this summer that you'll hear today as junior Matthew Branch interviews Washita Athletic Director David Sharp. Kind of give an update on COVID-related matters regarding Washita athletics and what we might be able to look forward to from the fall. If you remember or if you missed it, you can catch Coach Sharp uh, from earlier in the spring as in Episode 2 of Talking with Tigers. Coach Sharp talked with our Josh Salem. Kind of gave a little bit of a, uh, a rundown of what it was like at the cancellation, you know, around the time in the middle of March when things, as he describes, went from 75 miles an hour down the interstate to zero. Well, today Matthew talks with Coach Sharp a little bit about what it's going to take to get back to that 75 miles an hour and what kind of process that will take. If you missed our previous uh, episode, in episode four, you can hear Great American Conference Commissioner Will Pruitt, about a 45-minute interview, and Commissioner Pruitt talked a lot about uh, what the plans were uh, when COVID hit and then how the conference and how Division II and the institutions of the Great American Conference have planned on safely returning with some flexibility. Coach Sharp in this episode also talks about that with Matthew Branch. And so now let's take the time to listen to Washita Athletic Director David Sharp with Matthew Branch of the Washita Sports Digital Network here on Episode 5 of Talking with Tigers. I am Matthew Branch for Talking with Tigers here with Washita Athletic Director David Sharp to talk to him about the stuff going on, the updates through the coronavirus, through the NCAA and the GAC. So thank you for being with us today, or being with us today, Coach Sharp. You bet, Matt. Uh, glad to do it. Glad to talk about Tiger Athletics. Great. And the previous podcast, uh, we know that Chris Babb talked with the commissioner, Will Pruitt, of the GAC, but can you kind of give us an update on, you know, the updates that have happened with coronavirus and what it means for Washington Athletics so far? You know, it's been it's been quiet in 80 days. Some sometimes it feels like 80 months. Sometimes it feels like 80, you know, minutes. And uh, but uh, it's there's been so many things that have transpired. And um, you know, so we 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 started off with with obviously shutting everything down. You know, shutting all the spring sports down, shutting any practice down, shutting school down uh, physically. Of course, we finished. Um, you know, the last eight weeks you know, virtually, but, um, it's, it, it's been something that our coaches, they embraced it. They engaged with their student athletes. They're, um, spent time with them, you know, on zoom calls. And, uh, so it, it's been, it's been quite the ordeal and we've had to keep up with, um, there's been constant information coming from the NCAA from, uh, from a standpoint of, from recruiting to, um, you know, academic uh, progress to 
um, you know, seasons, number of games and all of that. And those, those things have all happened. And, and we've, we've had a lot of decisions that are made, but there's a lot more decisions to be made. And of course, you know, Washtenaw is just one of many institutions in the country that's in, in every institution in the, in the land has a committee of, of putting together of how you're going to come back to school. And of course, that that involves, you know, from our standpoint, I'm on that committee here. And that, that of course, involves bringing student athletes back and how you meet, how you practice, how you, um, you know, how you're going to coexist. So there, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, there's a lot of questions and not a whole lot of answers, but we're starting to get some answers. Okay. And so recent or last time you were interviewed by Josh, you mentioned how when everything shut down, it was like going – 75 on the interstate and coming to a complete stop. How do we, or how do you think that we're going to be able to get back up to 75? Like what are the steps involved getting back up to normal when it comes to Well, I know this, we, we can't just go out and get on the interstate. Okay. We, we've got to drive through town a little bit. We've got to progressively do this. And, and I think we've all, I think we've started making, you know, those, those things happen. Obviously when the state and the country and when you start seeing, um, you know, people opening up and uh, businesses opening up, restaurants opening opening up, but with with um, they've got parameters there, and uh, so I think there people are taking things. Most people are taking things slowly, and um, I think that's what we've got to do. And of course, you've seen that with a lot of athletic teams, a lot of schools that have, you know, they've opened up some facilities. Um, and uh, but they're following the state guidelines on keeping social distance and, for example, you know, weight rooms. And, and you know, um, if, if you have a if, if you have a membership at a uh, at a health club, there's certain guidelines you have to follow. Well, we're following those guidelines for our weight rooms. We opened our weight room up Monday and uh, we're following those guidelines and we're screening. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of people here but we have a few, but we're screening them and we're following those guidelines. So uh, that's, that's some of the answers. And that's some of what you're talking about of, of maybe crawling before we walk. And so we're going to progressively continue to do that. And then hopefully as the summer goes along that we're able to add a few more and a few more. And then of course we get to August when we bring all of the students back and the student athletes back. And hopefully we have a plan in place to be able to address all of that. Yeah, you were just talking about, you know, bringing a few back here and there, and you just said you just opened up the weight room. Is there any more to the timetable to bringing back the sports and getting ready for hopefully football coming up in September? Yeah, we're, we're hoping to, uh, you know, of course, everything in the summer is voluntary, so it's nothing mandatory. It's, um, but uh, we're, we're hoping that their July will, will bring um, – you know, a few more of those student athletes back and uh, they can go through their voluntary workouts. We can, you know, again, we have to, we have to arrange accordingly and socially distance and um, make sure that uh, we're following the state and uh, CDC guidelines to, to uh, making it health, healthy and safe for all of them. But um, we hope for that. They're, they're, we're, we're evaluating the, the health monitoring action team, Washtenaw's health monitoring action team, which I'm a member of. Dr. Cluck leads it. Uh, we're addressing these things. Of course, there's no camps going on at all on, on Washtenaw's campus in the month of June. Uh, there will be no overnight camps at all. Uh, we're, we are talking about some possible day camps in July for some of the sports teams um, that, 
that you can, again, go through the screening process with anybody coming to campus to, to be able to evaluate um, future prospects. And, and uh, so we can't, thankfully, the, the NCAA, as of Monday, they lifted what's called a dead period. We were under a dead period from March 13th when they, when they, they put it in, when they shut everything down. We were under a dead period till May 31. And the dead period means um, that coaches cannot go off campus and recruit nor can they have contact with a prospect that it would come to our campus. So the only contact they could have with them would, would, would be, um, you know, by telephone or even by, by uh, Skype or a Zoom call or, or FaceTime or whatever. But, um, but thankfully that, that was lifted and, and we can have uh, the quiet period means that the student prospect can come to our campus and our coaches can entertain them. Uh, and again, under the guidelines of them filling out a, a questionnaire to make sure it's safe for them, they must wear masks when they're here. Our coaches have to wear masks. They, they have to stay socially distanced. But, um, but again, we're, we're getting a few of the answers to the questions that we have that way, but, but we're beginning to pick up a little speed and a little momentum. That's great to hear everything starting to kind of move or move again instead of being still. So what's I know that the the GAC or NCAA ruled it first to you know, to limit the number of games you could have, and the GAC has made the schedules for football and basketball. What all has these changes to the the seasons and the limited number of, or a limited number of games? What all does that kind of ha- or what do you have to do as an administrator when it when they start ruling these things and having to change up schedules that you had already made? Well, it it, it you know that that process that you mentioned there, Matt, that, that started, you know, two weeks into the, two weeks into the, uh, to COVID, you know, the talk, the talk started about, you know, the reduction of games and the reduction of seasons. And then, then finally, um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, after going through the food chain of, uh, the commissioners association, the championships committee at, the NCAA, which the championship committee is made up of member institutions that are on a committee. I, I've served on that committee, chaired it, as a matter of fact, uh, recently. Uh, and then it goes through legislation committee, management committee, and then the president's uh, council is the final say, and they approve everything. So, so once that once that process got going, and they they came down with what the maximum amount of games that could be played by each sport. Then, as a conference, we have to start looking at that and 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 evaluating. And and you know, in our our conference, we have twelve schools, and all twelve schools play football. You know, we have an eleven game conference schedule. Period. There's no non-conference. Well, obviously, one we're not going to play one, so we had to come up with a plan, and um, we did that. So it, it's it's changing the whole football schedule up. So you know, we're having to uh, coaches are having to adjust their travel. Um, uh, we're not starting until the 12th of September. Now we were going to start on the 3rd of September, which was a Thursday night. And um, so, and, and then like in, in the sports of basketball and, and baseball and softball and volleyball and soccer, you know, you, you're, you're a limited number of games. So you're having to adjust some of your trips. You may, you, you, you know, for example, softball is going to play you know, four, they're going to play basically a conference schedule, kind of like um, basketball is. Basketball is going to have 22 games, period. They're, they're going to play a conference schedule, no non-conference games. So, 
uh, all of that adjusting, and then, then you know, and then you got to coordinate that with what school schedule is going to be, and which is being talked about now. And so, anyway, so there's a lot of work to do within the conference, within each school, with trying to get all of the um, all of the stars to line up to where you can you, you change these schedules. You don't want anybody's schedule to play more than two games at a time on the road or at home. And so, you know, our commissioner did an outstanding job, and he and and his uh, associate commissioner, Coach, uh, I mean, w- Co- Commissioner Pruitt and Associate Commissioner Audra Tope have done an outstanding job of leading us through this. And uh, so we're, again, we're, we're, we're making strides in, in preparation and uh, hopefully the process will continue to pick up. Our student athletes are, they're hungry. You know, the ones that I've seen, the ones that I've talked to and, and you know, and, you know, going back to this, and I, and I think I said this to Josh in the earlier podcast you know my my, man my I just feel so bad for for them for those student athletes especially the spring sport ones that didn't even get to complete their season and then and then the coaches that have just poured they pour their heart into what they do and the the time effort energy um studying everything that they pour into their teams and their student athletes I just you know, poof, you know, it's, it's not gone, but it's, you, you change gears. And, and I, I gotta, I really got to uh, give our coaches accolades. They, they have, uh, they have done a great job of, of staying in touch with their student athletes, zooming, recruiting and, and, and but the, but the student athletes are hungry. And I, and I, you know, I know there's a lot of things we got to think about here and being safe and all that, but I, I know, I think the students, no, I know the students are hungry to get back to campus and get back going, and that includes student athletes. I know I'm ready to get back. And you know, speaking of the student athletes, during the last time, it wasn't really I wasn't or the talk about allowing seniors to come back and get that extra semester that had just kind of been across. Has that been something that y'all have had to deal with more? I know the baseball seniors. I since I interviewed them for. The Royal Rundown, they said they weren't coming back, but I wasn't sure if any of the other seniors were coming back in that extra semester. So what all is that looking like now, two months later, after the NCAA is ruled on? Allowing- well, I think, you know, first first of all, um, you know, we only have four spring sports, men's tennis, women's tennis, baseball, and softball. Um, and so um, the men's tennis players are, are going to move on. They're going to graduate. Um, the um, – um, there may be a softball player or two that have, that they have, they haven't completed their degree, you know, requirements yet. So it really helps them. They can come back. Um, so it's still, it's still questionable on a couple, but I, we may have a few from, from those sports that come back. Now, of course, the other thing on top of that, Matt, is this, that, you know, all of those juniors, sophomores and freshmen, they're junior, sophomore, and freshman again. All right, they don't they don't lose that year of eligibility. Now, how will that how will that pan out later on? You know, you know, you know. I'm I'm proud to say that you know our 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 uh, graduation rate is 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 good. I have a lot of student athletes that graduate. Most of them graduate, you know, in four years, and um, and so I, I think that you know it just. Just, it's going to be a personal decision there whether or not they want to come back. Okay. Gotcha. 
Another thing that the NCAA has been talking about is fan restrictions. Is that anything that's going to – how is that kind of – what's the talk been for Division Two and here at Washita? Well, that's, that's something that I've thought about from the get-go. You know, and, I, and I, when, I, when I walk every morning, I um, – you know, that's one of the things that – you know, my, 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 my weekends changed for sure. And, and I, honestly, every week changed. And when I'm not administrating games, and that's one thing, I, you know, if our teams are here, I'm going to watch them. I'm going to be there. I'm going to – I want to support them. I want to support our staff and all of that. And so, um, I, I just – when campus when campus emptied out, and um, so I, I just I just made a commitment that you know I'm going to start an exercise program. So I did, and uh, and and I'm and I'm thankful that that I've been able to um, to to stay very consistent with that the last 80 days. And and I and I when I'm walking, it gives me time to think, and and I think about a lot of this. I do a lot of things there. I, I think, I pray, I worship, I listen to music. I do a lot of things, but uh, I get a lot of thinking done. But that's something that I think about quite a bit, Matt, is, is how it's going to be when we, when we do come back and when we do have competition and how are we going to socially distance and how are we going to, you know, first and utmost, we're going to follow the guidelines, whatever set forth by, by the health department of the state of Arkansas. And uh, you, you've seen, you've probably seen where, you know, there's a lot of churches that have, have gone back and, and they're, they're using kind of the, the hurting, uh, you know, you got families that sit together. And so as, as I think about our venues and, and I think about, you know, our, our big crowds, I, I think about what we need to do, if we need to do, when we need to do of, of um, possibly using both sides of Cliff Harris Stadium. Uh, roping off or, or marking off, you know, places where people can sit and can't sit and uh, just following the guidelines. But um, we want to have fans for all of our athletic events, you know, in, in, in basketball games, baseball games, soccer games, all of that. But, but we will have to do a lot of planning and not only planning, we're going to have to monitor it. We're going to have to police it. And so, uh, but it's something that's definitely on my mind and I've been thinking about. Gotcha. Well, I think that about wraps up all the questions I had. I mean, that kind of covered everything that's, you know, the new news and with, it, with all the schedule, with the new schedules and how that affects us and everything else. So thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate it. You so bet, Matt. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate you, uh, y'all working with, with everybody that's, that's involved. And um, I know, I know this, and, and let me say this, and again, I, I can't say enough about, our coaching staff, and um, I, I'm extremely privileged and blessed to work with an outstanding group of, of men and women. And the the work that they do, the influence that they have on, on young people's lives goes beyond the playing field or court. Uh, they, they, are, they are molding young men and women, and, and I am so thankful for that. And, uh, but, uh, you call me anytime. I lo love to talk Washita athletics. Thank you so much, Coach Sharp. Once again, right, you bet, Matt. Once again, this was David Sharp, athletic director for Washita Baptist University, here with me today on Tigers. Our thanks to Washita athletic director David Sharp for taking time out to visit with Matthew Branch of Washita Sports Digital Network about some of the considerations Washita is making with regards to coming back from COVID nineteen. 
That'll wrap up this episode of Talking with Tigers. We thank you for tuning in. I invite you to go to our SoundCloud page at Washita Sports Digital Network to check out our other episodes of Talking with Tigers. There's also some episodes of Washita's Best, where Josh Salem visits with coaches talking about their best memories of the 2019-2020 season. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode of Talking with Tigers. The Washita Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at obu.edu or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.